What's also cool about stem separation is that you could eventually use that as a way to detect remixes. Yeah. I think you actually get pretty far in, if you took like say the top 10% of remixes on SoundCloud and you source separated them, you could match them up to original stems and figure out which ones are remixes and which ones are original content. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music production, and music business. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so we can stay ah, so you can stay up to date on all the latest content and hit that bell icon so you know exactly when that new content drops. Shout out to everybody in the stream. What's good? It's another live Q&A slash music is my business podcast. There's also a five month old screaming at the top of his lungs in the studio. So you guys may hear that, but that's okay because he's related to me. So DJ Ricky, Ricky Ono, what's good? Welcome to the stream. Sagara Productions, good afternoon. Clint, what's good? Seamus from UK, I see you. El Tempo Beats from Paris, I see you, man. Hope all is well. Um, yeah, so the week has been pretty cool so far. It's hump day, right? So I'm not too mad. Been kind of busy nonstop. 9 DM Beats, I see you. Raymond, what's good from Atlanta? Patty P from Canada, what's up? Burnt CDs from Texas. Malvin Minor, welcome back to the stream. Kim Durr, one of our moderators, is in the building. What's good? The family's good. Hoping all is well with you and everybody else as well. Um trey sean what's good good morning good morning so today i'm excited because i have another guest y'all know how we get down um this guest we're going to be talking about some some really cool tech technology that i, I feel like comes in handy i know it's coming handy for me um a couple times um just some some ai that just does some super dope things so i have the founder of audio shake um ai and it's pretty much artificial intelligence it takes a wave file a single wave file and it splits your music up into stems and it sounds legit as if you know you went into a session and you know asked for acapella asked for instrumental so without <laughs> lw says can't have a baby in the back and not show it he's he's far away do, do y'all want to see the baby drop drop a baby emoji if you guys want to see the baby I like I was I was gonna move on with the show, but it sounds like the people want to see the baby. All right, I'll show you guys the baby, and then and then we'll we'll chop it up with Jessica. What's up, dude? Say hi. Take over <laughs> or eat the mic, whichever one. Okay, say bye now. Look at, look that way. Look. Okay, he just he just wants to eat the mic. All right, bye, buddy. So that's uh. That's our second son. He's running things over here. All right, y'all. So let's dig into it. Without further ado, Jessica Powell, founder of Audio Shake. Jessica, how are you today? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being here and, and taking out the time. And thank you for allowing my son to do his little mini intro. Uh, so tell the people about yourself, you know, who you are, what you do, and then we can kind of get into how you how you, I guess, kind of entered this path of, of creating what's known as Audio Shake. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Jessica. Um, I've worked between music and tech pretty much my whole career. I actually started off in music in CZAC in Paris, which is one of the like parent rights organizations to like say a BMI or an ASCAP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not because at 22 I had some extraordinary passion for copyright, uh, but it was the first job I could get. Um, but it was a huge education in, I think, music and uh, authors' rights and stuff. Um, and then I moved into tech and I was at Google for a really, really long time and worked across products like YouTube and um, all kinds of different content or search products. Yeah. And um, and then I one of my stints at Google, I was running one of our divisions in Asia Pacific based in Tokyo. So I did a ton of karaoke, like a ton of karaoke yeah. um, in Japan, uh, along with the person who'd eventually be my co-founder. And the thing that we were both always just like, wow, karaoke is amazing and all this sucks. Like mm-hmm. the catalog is really limited. We wanted to do old punk and old hip hop and you mm-hmm. couldn't do any of that. So you're just doing constantly doing Oasis and like Brown Eyed Girl and Gin and Juice. Like it was every karaoke place you went and those are like the standards. Um, and we were like, wow, what if you could just find a way to separate the vocals from every song so that you could do karaoke to all the songs in the world? Right. And that kind of sat in our heads for a long time. And then when we both left our jobs, we came back to that idea. And this time we came back to it with like, well, wait, if you could separate the vocals, why couldn't you separate everything and turn everything into like a Jay Dilla album? And then we were like, oh, and if you could do Jay Dilla, what else could you do once you found a way to separate music that could create entirely new music experiences that would allow people to create and interact with music, even people who don't, who might be intimidated by like a DAW or by an instrument. And so that was how Audio Shake was born. Wow. That's dope. And and I feel like, like you said, I mean, for someone who, I don't know, like me personally, just outside of the fact that I'm a producer, sometimes I like, I love vocal arrangements and harmonies and things like that. Um, so sometimes, like, I would love to hear, like, what does this song sound like without any music, just acapella, so I can, like, hear what's going on vocally. And, you know, it's uh, for a regular person, that's a complicated process to even figure out how to do, or you can't even do it because you don't have the Pro Tools session from the original session. So being able to have a, a, a user-friendly interface to easily be able to do that in, like, a matter of seconds, I think is really powerful. Um so that that's cool. So I guess my my first question is so when you're doing karaoke cuz I've never done it personally surprisingly but so can you like bring your own music and like, you know, create your own stems and then upload it to to whatever and just perform it? Well, so with audio take, so karaoke generally, right? Like if you're whether you're doing in the US or Japan or wherever, mm-hmm. there's a licensed catalog of music. It's sort of the same catalog everywhere. Okay. Um, and it's just like the hits and the hits as determined by the karaoke companies and the labels. Right. Um, so you get kind of the tried and true classics and probably some frontline stuff as well. That's more recent. Um, but yeah, you don't get like the full breadth of the songs that say you grew up with or that you want to sing. Um, and they're re-records. So okay. on top of that, the original recordings, they are, um, often pretty bad, <laughs> like yeah. takes original um and so that's why we're like oh it'd be really cool to be able to separate um but with audio shake we don't get we don't we don't build a karaoke catalog or anything like that we are the tool that 
producers or labels or artists use to be able to do like it can be because of like you said people come to us particularly i would say you know contemporary content um it's because they like there's missing project files or doc compatibility issues um someone's hard drive crashes so they're coming to get the stems that then they use to either do a remix or for they need an instrumental for sync licensing that's a really big use case yeah. uh, or they want to um, like on the label side a lot of times they want they need stems to be able to create the dolby atmos mix yeah. um those are some of the biggest use cases but um we're working with some partners on some eventual karaoke stuff too that's that's pretty cool um and you know we love sync licensing over over here and i feel like that being able to do that is huge because you know a lot of times i feel like independent artists you know they're they're being creative and they're creating their music and, and their albums with just you know just being creative and then to put that out as a project not necessarily thinking of sync as an opportunity moving forward so when an opportunity does come and then you know the the sync licensing company or the publishers like hey we actually need an, an instrumental or you know some type of alternative version you know it may be harder to get in touch with the engineer or, or to, like you said to pull those original session files or the file got corrupted so that that's pretty cool um is that is that how you see that being used a lot of times is just from professionals just kind of needing to recover certain things? Yeah, I mean, I think what you described is exactly what happens on the indie artist side. So we have a platform called Audio Shake Indie. Um, the number one driver of people creating fun on there is probably sync licensing, uh, also remixes. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's usually because it, you have probably a small bucket of people where they recorded the song in the 80s or the 90s and it was their youth project and they never like and this is back sometimes it's analog stuff right where yeah. it's on tape and then they've converted to digital but that then there's a whole other step of like how you get the stems from that and um so we do have people that come to us for that almost for nostalgia type purposes but the majority yeah. are coming to us because um they can't get in touch with the producer uh, or the yeah the files are corrupted um and they need to and i think one thing that's changed which you've probably a lot of your uh, the people listening in also know is that I think when Sync first started, when it was really small and it was this kind of growing part of the industry that people weren't paying that much attention to, I think the bar was a lot lower in terms of file delivery. You know, like you could deliver a whole mix and maybe that would be fine. And then if the music editor needed to make edits in the editing room, they might then get in touch with you or your label or whoever, you know, was representing you. Yeah. But now really having an instrumental I think a lot of sync agents won't even look at your your song, your recording, if you don't have the instrumental as well, because they know they can't learn that if it's because it sounds so standard as part of delivery. So we have a lot of people that have come to us um, just because they they were sort of caught up in that transition of they recorded in say pre 2020, 2017 era before stem delivery was part of a lot of contracts, and right. so they just don't have them. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it, like you said, it it's definitely become a standard. It's just like if you have a full song, bare minimum, you need that song and an instrumental. Um, so that's that's crucial. So you mentioned you mentioned Audio Shake has like Audio Shake Indie. And then the other side of it, is that where you just kind of focus more so on like the like the major labels or corporations and things like that? 
Yeah, so we have two platforms. We have a platform that the labels and publishers and distributors use. Okay. Um, and then we we got a lot of incoming over email from indie artists and producers who wanted to be able to use it. And we it was just a lot of work on email to try and like it just it's really important to us. Like I don't ever want someone to buy something from us and not be happy with the quality and not be excited about it. So I always want to make sure make sure people can listen to what they're buying before. Yeah. So if you if your listeners go to indie.audioshake.ai, you can upload the song, you pick your stems. It returns samples of the stems back to you and you can decide if you like it first. And that was really important to us, but that was actually really hard to do over email because like Clint would send me a song, I would create the stems for it. And then I, then I'd throw them into a DAW where then I'd chop it to like 45 seconds or something. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like, it was just very involved. And then on top, and then if you want to give indie artists better pricing and the amount of human work that was having to go into that made it hard. So we created this self-serve platform um for indie content yeah that's crazy like how does it do it like i don't i'm always curious like how this stuff works like just in the back end so is it just like i don't know i'm i don't know like is it like a set of code that does this stuff and splits it because it's it sounds good and, and we'll we'll do a demo for you guys so you can kind of hear like what something sounds like you know chopped in, in the stems using audio shake but like how does all of it work like can you make it make sense <laughs> it's, it's a lot yeah i basically sit at my computer 24 hours a day and when you upload the file it comes to me and okay. then i sit there and i just really really fast like eq this on oh that's a joke or that i attempted a joke <laughs> i was just like okay. yo she she's insane she's a beast yeah, when I when I when I first started working at Google, I remember I had relatives that were like, "How does it work? Like, are there people there that answer the <laughs> question?" And I was like, "Yes, that's exactly what I do." Um, so yeah, no, uh, we train. So I actually think that the easiest way to think about um, stem separation with AI is sort of similar to something that probably all of your listeners have on their phone. It's technically different, conceptually similar, which is. You probably have a Photos app like Google Photos or Apple Photos on your phone. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever gone and typed like tree into your Photos app, it will most likely return to you photos that you've taken of trees. Right. And at no point do you ever tell Google or Apple, like, this is a photo of a tree. But their AIs have trained on thousands of images of trees that were labeled as trees, like things that they, they, they knew for certain were trees. Mm -hmm. And then that then allowed them to develop a concept or a model of what a tree is that they can then go find in your photos, even though you never told them it was a tree. So in a similar sense, we train on thousands of real stems um, that then teach our AI, like this is what a vocal is. This is what a drum is um, that then allows us to take a song that we've never seen before and split the stems out from that. Though it, it's like interesting. I mean, this gets into kind of music nerd territory, but guys are all music nerds but yeah. like there's in questions you know around um like what do you do with a tonal 808 is that a drum or is it a bass yeah right so like we there or synth like is since synth can be so many different things how do you separate a synth how do you learn what a synth is do you just call a bass synth bass you know um yeah. our general approach is we separate according to what's the most approximate sound so uh, like a tonal 808 we actually made a bass. Um, but uh, so there's there's sort of interesting things around that that would probably deviate from normal stems in that sense, um, mm -hmm. where we're separating what 
this what's the sonic quality similarity got you that's that's super interesting producer producer ko said that's crazy for real for real yeah it is um that's i mean technology is amazing and if for the new people joining the stream we're talking to jessica powell from audio shake one of the founders from audio shake um it's a, a software that create stems from you know a single wave file um, so you can create instrumentals acapellas and, and other types of stems so if you have questions definitely drop them in the chat um and, and we'll we'll try and answer them so when you, you talk about uploading a, a a wave file right like how many types of stems does audio shake provide is it just the instrumental is it just the acapella like what what all stems do you guys provide uh, vocals, drums, bass, guitar, piano, other, and then we have more coming soon too. Okay. Wow. That's already a lot. Cause you know, some of the, like the earlier technologies or, you know, services, it would be very, very basic. You know, you can get an instrumental, you can get an acapella. And then once you get to the other stuff, it's, it starts to kind of get a little bit of weird, like weird artifact sounds to it. But, um, so C Noise eighty three has a question. He says, "So only send WAV files and no MP threes. Are they able to upload MP threes and do the same?" Oh, I love this question. Okay, so when you're doing any kind of sound processing, whether you are doing it with Audio Shake or, I guess, one of our competitors that you should use Audio Shake, um, if you have the WAV file, it's always better if you use WAV, just because when you're starting with lossless audio, when and this is not some sort of audio snob like. I personally cannot hear the difference between an MP3 and like a WAV file. I'm sure some of you can. I cannot. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's not that kind of thing. It's it's literally when you're taking something that is compressed and passing it through the separation, you're more likely to have artifacts. Mm. So we we 100% have customers not just on the indie artist side, but through to like labels and very big time producers that strictly work with MP3s. Okay. Um, but if you ever have the choice. Uh, start with high res. Um, and again, probably everyone on this call knows this, but I'll say it anyway. If all you have is an MP3, there is no win for you in converting it to a wave and then uploading it because you started with lossless. So I yeah. uh, sorry, you started with compressed. So, um, but yes, anything is fine. Like, well, we welcome all file formats. <laughs> nice. That's, that's convenient. Um, a producer name too brings up a good point. And this will probably I don't know, this would probably be more of a like a legal issue, but they said in the wrong hands, a lot of music can get stolen, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So like, is that is that something you all had to combat like as a technology like this? Is that something that you guys kind of have to deal with um, or is it just kind of, you know, we just provide the service <laughs> and then we yeah. hope that people are just responsible with what they use it for? Yeah, no, I think that's, um, it's sort of a question I, that I feel like I wrestle with personally every day. Um, so the, the way we looked at it, right, as musicians and creators ourselves, we looked at it in two ways, right? We, we thought, first of all, they're going to be artists, more likely older artists, like people who didn't grow up with YouTube and TikTok, who have the view that they put their work into the world this way, and that's how they want people to experience it. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be respectful of that. Yeah. All the while, ourselves, you know, like I, like I, some of the most transformative music for me personally, where, you know, was like Jay Dilla and, and DJ Shadow and, and the, like the Grey album and all of these things that never would have happened 
if copyright was fully respected, right? And and I think True. music is a conversation and an evolution and people essentially riffing off of each other over the years. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number ten Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code Podcast twenty to take twenty percent off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go and role today but i wanted to be respectful of the fact that well i just didn't want prince to like come haunt me in my bedroom at because <laughs> prince would probably hate ai stem preparation we wanted to make sure that artists who didn't want this that even though it's still going to happen and that people are going to do it because everyone else that does source separation every other technology that's out there there is no content blocking at all yeah um we just didn't want to be the ones who did that. And gotcha. so that was sort of the first philosophical starting point. And then the second part was, I think that remix culture really sucks um, for everyone. Like I love remixes. So like, and I think the industry's view of remixes has changed dramatically over the past five years. I think they used to think it cannibalized attention to the original song. Now they realize more. it extends the cycle of the song and, and helps increase relevance. Yep. But the problem with remixes is that you're the remixer, you ripped some stems, you didn't get them legally or whatever. And so you then upload your remix to SoundCloud, you've done BPM shift or whatever to get around the content recognition software, which means then the original artist, that content's never detected, the original artist isn't paid. And then you as a remixer aren't paid because you never had permission to do it. Meanwhile, like remixing is a whole art, like you should be paid. And then on top of that, so then the best outcome is that your remix goes viral and then the label swoops in to claim it. And then maybe they offer you to let you do another mix on spec. Like it's all all kinds of screwed up, right? And yeah. the final part is that like all the royalty free sampling and everything <clears throat> are all super cool too, right? Like that's opened up a whole world, but it's also really like that's also really complicated on the copyright side too, because someone like licenses something and then they register it first as copyrighted, like on YouTube or whatever. And then it blocks all these other people from using that same sample. They got royalty free. Yep. So all of that complication is to say that what we did, which is super annoying for a lot of producers and remixers. And I apologize is that we, um, on our audio shake indie site, um, we content block major label content. Um, so we wanted to have something where indie artists and indie producers could easily get their stems. Um, and we'd love to find ways to open it up. Um, because again, we actually love remixes and we love people like reinvention and everything that, that people do in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, but we wanted to start more cautiously just out of respect for all the artists and producers and the fact that they don't get paid for this stuff when people 
doing it. And so that was my very long, complicated answer. But we, we ask ourselves that every day because every other technology out there, even though the separation isn't as good, you can separate everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that's good. And it, yeah, it's just with technology, you know, you just always have this this space of you know, everyone trying to figure out, okay, how do we monetize all of this and make it make sense? And how do we properly, properly compensate people? It's like you enter a space to where there's no rules yet. So it's like everybody's trying to figure stuff out. Um, and then it goes for years of it never being figured out. Kind of like streaming royalties, like, you know, I think they're still figuring that out um, to get it to where it's, it's fair. Um, but yeah, yes. I guess it comes with the territory, you know? Yeah, I think we'll get to a better place because what's also cool about stem separation is that you could eventually use that as a way to detect remixes. Like uh, you, I yeah. think you actually get pretty far in, if you took like say the top 10% of remixes on SoundCloud and you source separated them, you could match them up to original stems and figure out which ones are remixes and which ones are original content. Um, and that would help a little bit with identification. You could yeah. also use it, I think, ultimately to help with this problem that I think is super real in the producer community around beats and songs getting taken down mm -hmm. just because you're not the first one to use that free sample, the, the royalty free sample. Yeah. Again, you could use, you'd be able to match up and realize this is actually a royalty free sample. People should be able to use it. This song should not be taken down. Um, so I, I think we're going to get to them. And I do think eventually there will be frameworks where the remixers are also getting paid for... Yeah the remixes they've done, which I think they should be. Um, and I, I think we're going to be in a better place. I just think we're to, we're not there yep. entirely yet. Just working through it. You know, the, the idea came to mind, like, have, have you all ever been in a situation where like audio shake was used like in a, I don't know, in, in a, in like of a, what do you call it? Like, a, I can't, it just, I literally just had this word in my, in my brain. Like it, I don't know, an investigation of like something like you mentioned, like if they just took the split the stems and was like, let's figure out like if you actually use something yeah. from copyrighted material. Yeah. Yes. Really? So, That's pretty. It's cool. And it bums me out at the same time. Right. Really? Like, like there's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that it's the, just like the, the, what is that? A producer named too, who asked the question about music in the wrong hands. You can see my existential dilemma on all this, like people, yeah. right? Is that on one hand, I'm like, I love remixes. On the other hand, I'm like, artists and remixers should be paid. Yeah. It's the same thing on the copyright side, right? We've definitely had, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you two examples. We had, uh, I found about them after the fact, but um, okay. we had a publisher that normally is using our tool for uh, sync licensing. So creating okay. instrumentals. And um, they had a case where they felt that this West African uh, group that they represented from the 60s, um, that their music had been uh, used by a contemporary hip hop act. Okay. And they separated the contemporary song and put it up against the stems from the, that they were able to create that hadn't existed before from the 60s act. Um, and anyway, they were, that that like that was an example of something um yeah. and it was pretty striking i mean a lot of times i think a lot of these cases uh like blurred lines that kind of stuff yeah. that just stuff that stuff just bums me out generally right because yeah. i just think it's sort of compared to how art's created but um 
you definitely have cases where you're like, hmm, yep, that seems pretty similar, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I've heard a, a couple of cases of that being used um, as as part of kind of the the arguments or, the, or even on the other side, trying to, um, uh, I remember there was a case where a, a song was about to go out and whoever at the label internally that handles copyright or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. um, was concerned about the baseline that was used okay. and felt that it was too similar to something iconic. Yeah. And so they used audio shake to separate out the bass. They summed up the other stems and then created a new baseline. Nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, 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 it's so interesting. Cause it's like audio shake, the audio investigation software as well. So it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, well, do you ask me about the police? The police come all the time too. Oh, really? Like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of countries like police forces come, uh, because they want to be able to use it to separate, you know, like if you hear someone confessing to a murder in a room yeah. and there's a yeah. lot of other noise and they want to separate that out. Um, and you're just kind of like, ah, like, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to separate music, guys. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't do any of that stuff. Um, there's just a, also a very simple practical reason, which is uh, any of those kinds of government things. There's just crazy compliance and yep. uh, different rules and stuff. So we don't we don't actually get into any of that, but we've definitely had a lot of incoming from people wanting to use it for that. Yeah, that's interesting. Also, also note to all of my producers in here and engineers, mostly, I guess, engineer, if you produce and engineer, but mostly like mixing engineers and audio engineers, like that is a whole lane as well that you can, you can make income from like, they'll pay you to do forensics on audio. Um, I know a buddy of mine, he's done some, some cases and, you know, obviously you got to do NDAs and all that stuff, but yeah, they'll send him a piece of audio and it's his job to clean up that audio, take out noise, you know, do whatever he has to do to try and pretty much hear either like a confession or just some some audio proof of something that's being used in the case so it's, it's really interesting um you know which how music and, and audio and the skills that you have in this field can translate into like some other deeper stuff in, in other industries yeah. i was just gonna say if this is useful to people um yeah forensic audio if, is really lucrative if yeah. people are looking for I think there's a ton of training and compliance you have to go through because the files you're working with are confidential and, and that sort of thing. But um, if you can do spectral editing, um, which is super laborious, um, but yeah, noise removal, uh, background removal, um, it's very, very, very lucrative um, for sure. Oh, and I just saw someone popped up in the chat. That's one of our customers, uh, producer named Billy Bad News. Hey, Billy. What's up, Billy? Uh, that's awesome. So we got a few questions. Let's see. We got one from Nathaniel James. He says, can it separate lead vocals from background vocals and separate background vocals into separate parts? It's a good question. Yeah. So that is super hard. Um, we've been working on it for about a year. Uh, and I actually got through our most recent results on Friday. And I was pretty stoked because we did... Um, Ain't no mountain, just to just to give it a run. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, so you can hear um, uh, you can hear the man's. Well, in this case, it was Marm Gay, but you can hear the man's voice and the female voice completely separated. Wow. Um, 
without artifacts, which is pretty awesome. It's not live on the platform yet. Okay. We still have a lot of stuff to still do, okay. but um, I hope to have it there next year. That said, um, we've already worked on a number of projects with um, multivocal or polyphonal, polyphonic vocal removal. So we did, um, actually, this is kind of fun music trivia. So I don't know how many people on the call. This is probably, this is before all of our time. I'm pretty sure. Um, be like our grandparents maybe, but there was a group in the U S called, um, buddy was an artist, buddy Holly and his band was called the crickets. So buddy Holly and the crickets, this is like from the fifties. Um, and they were like very, very famous for their time. And they recorded this album in like two takes in New Mexico. And then they go on tour. And while they're on tour, the producer is like, you know what this record needs is a barbershop quartet. So for people, maybe for whom English isn't their first language, a barbershop quartet is essentially a bunch of men singing a cappella. Mm-hmm. So the original record is like rockabilly. And then they've got this barbershop quartet in the back. Mm-hmm. And when Buddy and the band returned from their tour, they were really upset because they were like, this is not how we sound. But they had to live with it. I mean, this was a monotrack recording from the 50s. Uh, and the drummer is still living. He's the only one who's still living. And wow. he came to us. He found us somehow. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and he, along with the record label, worked on a project. It hasn't come out yet, but to remove the barbershop quartet. So to release the album like it was originally intended. So wow. we've done that. And we've and with indie artists, too. Um, if you look on our Instagram, which is uh, the handles below my screen here, uh, we have a couple of um, case studies where we worked on... Um, uh, some remastering or mixing projects where the artist needed to have polyphonic, like they need to have multivocal separation. So mm-hmm. um, we, we've done that as well. That You have to email us for that. It's like a different process. Gotcha. But we can, if you have a project where you need it, we can do it. Wow. That's next level. I love it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We got a couple other ones. Um, Seamus says, curious to know if stems slash instruments would go back together and sound like original. So I guess if you split them using audio shake and then put them back in a session, would it sound like the original? Yeah. I mean, it, it should, that it should sum up to the, to the original, um, for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, what's interesting too is, um, you're essentially getting the wet stems, right? So if there's ducking on the track, there's going to be ducking in the stem. Um, or if there's reverb, you're going to have reverb. So yeah, it should all sum up to the full mix. Nice. Um, then we had another one. Um, Trey Sean, is the RX-10 AI doing the same thing to rebalance? I'm not sure what, the, what yeah. RX-10 is. Uh, I think it's the isotope stuff. Um, oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So um, yes, I would humbly put forth that you should use audio shake nice use <laughs> just use audio shake um, I mean, you've heard some yeah, of the things we, they've done yeah we um so there was sony actually ran a contest last year called the demixing challenge okay um to find the best separation technology so we won that and we beat facebook and TikTok and um, all the other technologies out there. So nice. uh, we usually outperform that stuff. Love it. Though, you know, I still have a lot of cool stuff you can do with it too. So, you know, I like yeah. isotope too. Indeed, indeed. All right. So I'm going to show them a demo because I think it's, I think it's dope. Um, so let's see, let's see how this, how this audio shake works. If you're riding, I know that you're vibing. 
what you're vibing. Tell me if you're riding. I know that you're vibing. Nice. So yeah, so you had a lot, like a, a bunch of different options there. Yeah, and we could have so that's actually... Oops, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was yeah, I was just going back to the so it let so you upload the track and then you're able to select the stem types and then it goes and, and processes everything and you kinda have this. I, I love the fact that you can mute and like solo each stems like right there on the platform. That's dope. Yeah. Um we always just want to make sure that you like the quality before asking you to pay. So we, we wanted to create samples. Um, that's actually a good case. That song, if you saw, that probably was hard to see. That was actually an MP3. So that's one of um, Diplo and Major Label, uh, Major Lazer's producers, uh, Jack Stone, uh, had like a classic, I'm sure a lot of people on the call have had this problem, right? Which is just you're juggling so many files and you're creating so many projects. Most of them will never necessarily come to anything. And so are you really going to sit there and spend a half an hour bouncing your stems, you know? Right. And then you lose them because you forget to do it. And that's it. So that's what happened. Like he lost some project files uh, and came to us and uploaded that. And it was for, um, yeah, a remix project he's working on. Nice. Yeah. That. I mean, honestly, that that seems a lot quicker than shuffling through archives and drives of old sessions like I've been there before in like sync situations and it they it was like quick turnaround like a couple hours and I was like hustling trying to find the session number one and then number two trying to make sure everything sounded exactly how it sounded according to the version that they already had so something like this can be super powerful in, in a situation like that um thanks lw for dropping that that link in the in the chat um hang master with the question says do y'all know how long i've been waiting to be able to pull vocals and sounds out of tracks without tweaking the sample for a week so audio shake has just saved your life so shout out to, to audio shake um, well yeah one one thought that that um first of all if you do go to audio shake i will tell you all um so it's indie.audioshake.ai you can get there from our main site audioshake.ai but okay. indie will take you directly to indie. Um, nice. Hit the subscribe button. It's way cheaper than if you buy it a la carte. Um, uh, and also, I don't think I can put a chat in, right? Or can I? I think you can. Uh, there should be a like something on the right-hand side where you can open up the chat. Oh, it says I can do it privately. Well, I'll just, oh, okay. okay. Find a way to do it. But otherwise, um, uh, if you do uh, take... 50 so t-a-k-e five o um it'll give you 50 percent off your first uh order too so Dope. but hit subscribe it's way cheaper um the the other thing that's kind of cool that that you made me think of um is that uh one of the things that we didn't anticipate and then made sense to us once it was launched and we saw how people were using it mm -hmm was we definitely have producers and musicians who are collaborating with each other just to use it as a kind of creative hack. Yeah. Like they're sending files back and forth and they just want to hear how something sounds without taking all this time to bounce the stems or to do it. And so they'll just use it as like a way to almost share. Sometimes people even share an account mm -hmm. and that they, they, they don't have to download stuff, upload it into a DAW. They can yeah. and they use it sort of like creative inspiration. I think longer term, what we'd like to be able to do uh, because we have an API is integrate in some of the tools people are already using mm -hmm. so that they can separate 
again, not, it's not even for final product. They can just separate and you can just be like, isolate those, everything but the drums, like mute the drums yeah. and be like, okay, what this needs is like new drums, you know? Yep. Yep. That, that would definitely come in handy. You know, as a producer, sometimes we're working with artists and you know, you're trying to, sometimes it, it's a, sometimes you're doing revisions and they're like, yeah, we don't like, like the way something sounds or the drums was like, okay, well, let's see what it sounds like mute the drums and then maybe you know i don't know you can play something live over it and kind of just test it out um to see what that sounds like or take the guitar out see if that changes the vibe so yeah that's that's a really great idea to be able to use it in in a, a collaborative way like that um yeah i love it let's see if we have, anybody else has any questions definitely drop them in the chat we'll be on for a few more minutes um i i believe this this technology has blown everybody's mind in the chat according to what, to what i'm seeing um hangmaster says integrate that into serato sampler and it's game over yeah that that would be dope that would be super dope Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. On top of that, you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix in May simple video course where I show you how to balance 808s and kicks, how to create balance and spaces in your mix, how to properly balance volume, how to create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix. Plus, Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves plugins and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com shop. That's clintproductions.com shop. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off today. Again, Again, go to clintproductions.com slash shop and grab that Urban Mix and May simple course today. We are um, working on DJ integration. So really something nice. next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, I can see DJs using this like every day. Um, and thank you for the discount code. Shout out to everybody. Uh, make sure you use that. Take 50 to get 50 percent off um so wow so i guess what's what's next what's on the horizon for for audio shake i know you mentioned a, a couple things that you all are working on such as you know getting those the vocal splits and things like that like what else are you guys working on yeah so for us there's sort of two things that are constant one is that we're always looking to improve stem quality okay. so for example we're really focused on drums right now we think we can make them snappier um so that's like a big goal between now and the end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also always interested in STEM breadth. So that's where, you know, we're working on multivocal separation or different kinds of instruments that we'll be separating next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then I think beyond that, we're working on different, different things that will make it easier for people to build music experiences off on top of STEMs. So, okay. for example, if you want to do anything in like vr or anything immersive um any of you who are on the call that have done like a dolby atmos mix something surround sound you need to be able to place the sound objects in different perceptual fields it's the same way with the so-called metaverse uh and immersive audio because you want that sound to sound like the real world right where we don't have sound just coming in just right here it's coming everywhere True. um 
And so we we're building different tools that make it easy for if you are a VR company, for example, um, to be able to use stems within your app or platform, or if you're a social media company, you know, one thing I loved that we did that I would love to see on social media, Mm -hmm. um, we did a project with Green Day where we had lost the masters to, uh, their 91 album, Kerplunk. And I think one of the most famous songs from that album is um, 2000 Light Years Away. Yeah. So they used Audio Shake to create the stems for 2000 Light Years Away. They uploaded that audio minus the guitar to TikTok and released it on TikTok so that all of their, because they have a ton of guitar playing fans. And that way all their guitar playing fans could play along with the band, which is sort of like the dream, right? When you're learning instruments. Like, yeah sitting on my bed trying to pick out bass lines or imagining myself playing bass along with the band and yes. they made it possible for you to play with green day basically like along and so like i just think that'd be incredible if you were on social or in some education app and you could solo an instrument or um or 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 like mute the rest of whatever it would be right that you could yeah. do these kinds of that from a music education perspective would be so valuable huge because like when i was learning how to play keys i had to play over the keyboard player that was playing on the song so like to be able to mute that like learn it but then be able to mute the keys to make sure you actually you actually sound good and or even with with singing like the lead vocal that yeah that's that's huge that would be super huge um yeah so we got we got another one from billy says jessica what do you think about tiktok tiktok's new stem drop feature um, so I think it's, so, well, I should say for those who don't know, TikTok announced, um, that they're doing something where they're going to be releasing, uh, Max Martin's songs or some of the songs or one of the songs as stems so that their fans, like fans can remix it. And I think there's a stem player that Samsung is building to make it easy for people to play with that. Okay. Um, and they also said that they would make it possible for artists to upload their stems so that their fans could do it too. Um, I generally think all things with stems are cool. Like when Kanye, uh, I will, I will say the one good thing about Kanye that has been said this week and what is otherwise probably not a very good week or month for Kanye. (laughs) Kanye, You know, the Donda player, right? Not, it's not totally my thing in the sense of, you know, but it's this, you know, thing that allows you to split stems. Um, like that's cool. I think it all is. things that make music more accessible to people and that bring more people into music creation and music appreciation are it's a step forward. And so yeah. I think the TikTok thing is pretty awesome. I think that um the difficulty is that everyone on this call, you all like you all make music. You know how to make music. Yeah. Um you know how to bounce stems and still I can tell from the chat than the fact that we're having this conversation, like you don't like doing it either. So you all are like in the business of music and 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 still find this painful. So imagine if I wanted to upload my own stems to this TikTok stem drop thing, mm-hmm. what am I gonna do? I'm gonna take my DAW, I'm gonna spend 30 minutes bouncing those stems for something that may never make me any money that maybe no one will ever see. Yeah. I'm gonna take 30 minutes bouncing those stems and then I'm gonna do what? Like send them via Dropbox to my phone. Then I'm gonna download them on my phone. Then I'm gonna upload them to TikTok into a player that potentially looks a lot like a mobile DAW, which means it's probably still not super accessible for 
a normal person to work with. Yeah. Like that just feels like a lot of steps. It is. Um, and that's what I would worry about. I think eventually, but I think it's a great first step. And eventually what will happen is there will just be a button that you'll push on TikTok that will split things out. And artists who don't want that, they'll have a way to say, don't do this to my music. And artists who do want it will be able to. So yeah. I, I, I generally like very positive on the whole thing. I think it's very cool. Yeah, indeed. I, I agree. And um, yeah, the, the vice that Kanye created, like I think that's super creative because it allows people to enjoy the music and listen to it however they want. And like it, you can listen to it in a different way. Like every time you listen to it, like listen through the album with no drums or just acapella. And like, I, I think that's really cool for sure. Um, Hangmaster wants to know, is there an affiliate program for Audio Shake? There should be. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> I haven't, we haven't, we, you know, we're a pretty small team, so we haven't yeah. created anything like that now. But, um, okay. but I'm very happy if it's useful to your followers and stuff. Um, I'm very happy to give out discount codes that you can share that have your name. Like that, that stuff is very quick and easy for us to create. And okay. um, certainly happy to collect um, people's interests such that when we do do something like that, we could yeah. come back to but yeah, immediately today we don't we don't have that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds like they're like they're ready to spread the word like a wildfire. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this this has been dope, and honestly, it's been reassuring for me <clears throat> because now I realize that these huge artists are just as irresponsible <laughs> with their sessions as as independent artists. Like they're losing stuff just like we're losing stuff. They have hard drives crashing just like we do. So that's kind of reassuring. We're not the only ones. Um, no, 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 no. If I could tell, obviously I can't say some of the names, but if I think of the stems that we've created for Dolby Atmos mixes, yeah. um, some of them are some of the biggest acts out there uh, right now. Um, particularly I would say in hip hop, um, stem passing on stems seems to be a challenge um more so than in some other genres yeah and then in EDM, it's a different challenge which is like that and i think this also happens in hip-hop um some of the producers are like that, that's my secret sauce i'm not gonna pass that on <laughs> yeah things get real real tricky when you start asking people for like individual files and stuff i mean i've seen i've been in a studio i've been in sessions where <clears throat> like the label would be asking for stems and the producers like no they have i haven't gotten paid yet you're not getting them um so yeah and then yeah and then they still haven't gotten paid so stems still hasn't gotten released um and then there's situations where a lot of people are just recording the two tracks and not you know getting everything you know um tracked out so yeah there's a there's a lot a lot of that for sure um, Hangmaster says, don't bring up hard drives crashing anymore today. <laughs> Triggered my PTSD. I understand, man. I, I understand. Uh, so that's awesome. Listen, Jessica, I'm not going to hold you. This was super insightful, um, super cool to, to, to see it in, in the works and to just hear about all the, the dope stuff you guys are working on at Audio Shake. Um, I guess let the people know where they can find out more about you, more about Audio Shake. Um, I know we mentioned it before, but just mention it again where they can um, take advantage of, of these services and um, whatever else you all have going on. Yeah, sure. So to use it, you go to indie.audioshake.ai. Um, and again, if you use Take 50, um, that will give you 50% off the first order. Um, 
And uh, feel free, you can always email us uh, info at audioshake.ai. The, the link's also on the website. Um, if you have a project that has, for example, multivocal separation or something like that, we can try and help you out directly over email. Um, and and yeah, if you are ever interested in discount code or spreading the word, you know, we um, one challenge we had when we created this, which I'll just say to end it, was we wanted to create something that would help us serve indie labels, um, but we also really wanted to make it accessible to indie artists. So our pricing was kind of a line of there. And I always, I actually feel like we're a little expensive on the producer side because you guys work with so many files and these are also not files that you're going to keep forever and ever necessarily, right? You might be working with them on behalf of an artist. Um, so always down to give extra discounts to producers and stuff. We want the tool to be accessible to you. Um, so if you email us in, we can always give you, you know, some extra discounts too. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we're at AudioShake AI across all of the platforms. And the final thing I'll say actually is if um, you ever do create something uh, on AudioShake, um, we're very happy to help promote your work and your music on our socials as well. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. This was dope. Thank you for the discount codes and um, and just helping helping the community, you know, be able to uh, be able to avoid heart attacks, um, avoid uh, not getting paid for syncs because you, you guys have this awesome technology. So thank you again. Shout out to everybody in the stream. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.